Well, the moon is in Aries, so what does one do? One makes a podcast episode. Hi, I'm Lori Rivers, and I am your astrologer, and welcome to another episode of the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. Why do I call it the Awake Space? Well, we don't stick with dyed-in-the-wool interpretations around here. We expand and evolve using progressive evolutionary astrology combined with traditional mundane astrology, which isn't taught in Hellenistic astrology, and I've got a bone to pick with that. You'll hear that throughout the podcast. In fact, I'm just going to toss the gauntlet down As an anthropologist, a political analyst, I have a few things to say about how we look at our interpretations and the techniques we use and understanding why we use them. And since the moon is in Aries, I can't think of a better time to throw down a gauntlet. So stay tuned while we create mayhem and chaos and understanding here on the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. So Monday is my day off. I actually have had two days off this week and it feels kind of nice. I worked like seven days a week for two months um, trying to get as many people as I could prepared for this end of 2021. Now, um, my schedule is pretty booked. I'm looking at opening up a few more slots. I know you guys want to get into me and you don't want to have to wait. But there is one of me. (laughs) That's it. There's one of me. Um, So we'll do some housekeeping right now. That just seems like the best thing to do for this first segment. So housekeeping, uh, just what I do and what I don't do. So I don't do like live face-to-face meetings. I just don't. I haven't done live face-to-face meetings since you could video or audio conference because that made my life extraordinarily easy. I am an introvert's introvert. Being around people makes me tired. And I am also very energetically sensitive. And so um, it just takes a lot out of me to do face-to-face readings. It's bad enough on Zoom. Um, Because it does. It takes a lot of energy to do that and do it well. Uh, A lot of mental energy and a lot of energy energy. And so, especially in the longer readings. So I don't do those live, like in person. They're always live on Zoom and they are always recorded for your reference. I don't really like doing recorded readings. I'm going to have some recorded material. I'm working on that. Hopefully I get moved soon and I can make up a better uh, recording space than I have now. I'm pretty damn proud of what I've accomplished given the constraints I have in my working and living environment. So, um, but once it's more expansive, I'll be able to get more done as well. Uh, So I just don't do in person. So, you know, I might teach in-person classes, but even those kind of tucker me out. I usually need like two or three days uh, to recoup. And that is just, I am a really, really receptive human being. And with all the wards and all the protective gear I can muster, it still kind of knocks me being around people. So... And it's, it's not fair because my Libra moon and my Gemini Venus love people. I love people. I do. But my Scorpio rising and my Cancer sign are like, that's a lot. So I manage doing things online. I love doing stuff online because it doesn't deplete my energy as much. And that's one of the things you want to think about as the moon is in Aries is, is what works for you and what doesn't. And I will say my Libra moon used to uh, feel a little guilty telling people I really don't like meeting in person. I like to talk on the phone and I like to meet on Zoom, but I don't like to meet in person because it's a lot of energy. And uh, I would feel guilty. I was like, oh... 
And some extroverted people, you know, don't take kindly to that. You know, they feel offended. And they'll be like, but my energy's fine. And I'm like, you know, it really isn't about your energy. It's about mine and my energy levels and what I can do. So, um, you know, I've gotten better with age, you know, but it's still a lot. And I am still a one woman show as well. So other than I, I have to quit saying that because I'm not. I have help, but I don't have like a full crew. Let's put it this way. So I have Chris who sends out the links to the recordings. And by God, that is everything right now. She is amazing. Thank you, Chris. And I have Casey who's helping me with the editing. Um, not on the horoscopes because I, I do those I haven't got my schedule down to where I do those in advance. I kind of do them right before they need to go out, which is a terrible writing practice. I know better. I've been paid to write every year of my life. So eventually we get my schedule redone. Um, I just want to get moved first, right? So there's that. This moon in Aries, I, I told you guys, you know, Monday wasn't going to be too big of a deal. It's Tuesday, into Tuesday night, and then the full moon. So we have the T-square boom Tuesday night, and then we've got the moon in Aries uh, full early in the morning of uh, Wednesday, the 20th, and then just hours after, you know, the moon slides into Taurus full. And it will be squaring Saturn. And then the next day, it um, opposes or it's conjunct Uranus. And that will be probably more seismic activity. Um, so we shall see about that. We shall see about that. Um, notable things in the news. I saw more headlines about mass shootings. Those are, uh, that's not a big surprise. Um, it's just not... Not, not with all the stress going on and people kind of feeling kind of tapped out and, and not being responsive but being reactive. Uh, Colin Powell passed away. I just took a look at his natal chart and uh, it was a really good time for somebody to pass on um, with his chart. You know, it was a... It, 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 it was facilitated well let's put it this way you know we don't plan on living forever that's not the point of this life we're meant to live it in between birth and death and he lived a a well-lived life whether you agree politically or not you know he, he had some remarkable accomplishments and quite a remarkable natal chart i thought about doing a tiktok we'll see if i do it but um but uh, he was at least an ad- admirable person. You know, we could, ad- we could say that he was an admirable person. So um, that's what I've seen so far. I honestly haven't been looking at the news. I uh, took some time with my honey. Took some time with my honey and had a nice lunch. And then went grocery shopping and stuff like that. Life stuff. Because the moon is still in my natal fourth house. Yes, it is. And it's in my progressed fourth house. So it's uh, just kind of a day to putts and putter and things like that. Knowing where the moon is transiting your natal chart is important. And uh, that's something you guys need to know the difference. You know, your natal chart is static. It doesn't change. Um, You do progress and those are different charts. Your natal chart is static. It's a snapshot of time and space. Time, space, and location. And uh, the transits are the current planetary movements or celestial body movements. You know, the luminaries, the sun, the moon, the personal planets, Mercury, Venus, Mars, the tertiaries, Jupiter and Saturn. You could toss Chiron into that because Chiron lives in between Saturn and Uranus in its orbit. And then you have the transpersonal planets. Some people call them generational planets and that's Uranus or Uranus, Neptune and Pluto. And they all move at different speeds. 
okay? And understanding what those are and what they represent is really, really important, both natally and by transit. That's why I teach astrology. Because you can learn the terms. I see people know the terms, but they don't know what it means. And that's like using words you don't know. (laughs) You got to know what stuff means, guys. That's why I teach my workshops. It's not to be a know-it-all. It's to empower you with knowledge. Knowledge is power. In fact, uh, knowledge isn't power. It's what the hell you do with it, that is. And that's what I really try to do is give you strategies for that. So this moon in Aries is um, it's quite a, it's quite a energizing force. Things move fast from here. And on a personal level, you can just unleash those blocks. You can just unleash those blocks and receive your due. But you got to let go of some of those narratives about yourself. We'll talk about that first here, I think, in this segment. You got to let go of the narratives about yourself that hold you back. You know. I know I sure as hell did. My Chiron is in Aries. And uh, in fact, the moon is kind of sitting on it right now. And I feel really good. I mean, I just, I finished my Chiron return last spring. It was the end of it. And it it was a remarkable experience. Um, I'm thinking about doing a Chiron workshop pretty soon. Because I dreaded the Chiron return for a long time. Because, um, you know... It's only been in our consciousness since 1977, and it's so funny how the Pluto and Leo generation, uh, the astrologers ahead of me, um, you know, like Stephen Forrest and um, Barbara Hanclaw and those guys, you know, and they would talk about stuff and make it sound just like, you know, wacky. And, uh, you know... And it's, uh, it was honestly a really empowering time. That Chiron return, it was not that painful. Um, again, I've had a really traumatic life, so maybe my tolerance to pain is higher. Um, but, uh, my Chiron return was really empowering. Yes, there were crunchy moments. Yeah, there was stuff that came up. But I actually could see how far I'd come. You know, I was like, well, yeah, I reacted to that. But man, that would have laid me out for months when I was younger. You know, I could look at the situation and realized what I needed to do for me. And um, like right now, the moon has moved over to my fifth house. So what am I doing? I'm making a podcast episode, right? It just snuck, slid right into my fifth. Um, and... Uh, on my Chiron and so you know once my Chiron return was complete what did I do I started doing TikToks (laughs) and that's fifth house I was performing you risk rejection in there people may not like what you do they may not like what you do and you have to live with that and you have to deal with it that's fun that's fun so you have to kind of like yourself enough and like what you do enough to turn off that need for outside approval, you know, because the sun rules the fifth house naturally in a natural chart. And so the sun doesn't shine to be seen. It shines because that's what it does. And each one of us needs to remember to do that fifth house wise to shine, just do your thing. But what if people don't like what I do? Oh, no. What if they don't like it? There's 8 billion people on the planet. I can guarantee you 7.9 billion of them probably won't like your stuff. It's the 0.1 that matter. I don't care if people don't like my stuff. I really don't. I love it when people do. But if somebody doesn't like my stuff, they can go watch somebody else or listen to somebody else. Honestly, I don't have time to try to convince people to like me. And that was not how I used to be. I, it used to really bother me when people didn't like me when I was younger. It just, it, would, it was soul crushing. 
But that's where we put our power into other people's hands. I don't do that anymore. It's not worth it. It's not worth the energy. I already told you at the beginning of this uh, section of the podcast, I'm energetically sensitive. So since I had no boundaries and wasn't allowed to have boundaries as a young person, as reflected by the first house, Neptune, um, I would give my energy away. It was really easy for me to do that. People didn't take it. I handed it. It was like, oh, here, have my energy. Here you go. It's all yours. And so, you know, I didn't need energy vampires around. I just went, oh, here, take it. I got plenty. And you do, and I do. But it was it was just trained, you know, circumstances. So learning to bring that energy inside is important. Obviously, I do care about people or I wouldn't have been trying to get people ready for the end of 2021. I vastly care about people in general. But I care more about how I feel about myself because that makes it easier. You know, if I'm if I'm paying attention to me and my energy levels and how I'm feeling about me, it makes it a lot easier to do my J-O-B out in the world, which is pretty exciting. It is. It's pretty exciting. And if it isn't aligned, it doesn't work. So learning how to align yourself to yourself is kind of the point of life that's that that Aries energy the I am knowing your I am I wrote about that on Patreon a little bit a little bit gave you a couple affirmations to get through the next couple of days everybody's going to feel this energy differently depending on your chart but man, tomorrow is going to pack a wallet. Tomorrow night, I, I do think it's a natural event the more I look at it. It might be political. It might be political. But I think it's probably like a natural disaster of some kind that we would call a natural disaster. That's, it, the, the better term is natural event. Because it's not a disaster to the planet necessarily. But it is... You know, humans have opinions about things because we see things very differently than nature and the universe at large. Our lifespans are such a blip in the eye of the universe. And we come back again and again. It's not a punishment to come back and be in physical form. It's like an amusement park ride. And I know it doesn't feel like that, but I don't know. I've been on some uh, on some rides. Um, yeah. been on some rides that were pretty scary that I wished I wasn't on but uh yeah so uh anywho Mars and Aries or not Mars Moon and Aries no Mars and Aries was so 2020 (laughs) let's not go back to that but we are in the flip side of it with Mars and Libra and it's about justice about justice it's about fairness and people are seeing what's not very fair right now um i think this also this t-square boom we're gonna just see more more labor stuff kick out um i think that what is it i-a-s-t-e the union anyway i know i said that wrong um because it's not my thing um but anyway, I'm betting they're going to vote to strike or at least have wildcats. Um, that whole, we have an agreement on the last day of Mercury retrograde. I went, bet you don't. <laughs> bet you don't. <laughs> oh, evil chuckle. It's about damn time that people realize their power. And, you know, they can talk about the majority of the wealthy having all the stocks. But stocks isn't actual wealth. It, it, it's perceptual it's not real and tangible till you cash it out. It's imaginary until you cash it out. So when they want people to go shopping with their hard-earned dollars that you pay taxes on, by the way, you pay taxes on your dollars. They don't pay taxes on the dollars we pay them. 
So we kind of pay to work if we work for somebody else. That's why I'm independent. <laughs> like, uh, so if I have to pay taxes on what I'm doing, I, I'm just going to earn my own money because I, I really don't want it to essentially be paying my employer to have a job. Makes no sense. Yeah, do do the math on that one in your head. It, it will cause a breakage in the synapses. Um, not because you can't conceive of it. It's just like, where's the logic? Um, anyway, that it is important for us to understand our value and our worth. And that is what the moon in Aries, or the moon in Aries is pushing forth and opposing Mars and Libra. It's like, hey, wait a minute. This isn't benefiting anybody. This isn't benefiting us. It's not benefiting me. And that that opposition squaring off with Pluto from both ends, making the T-square, is going to cause a lot of pressure of saying it, things need to change. Things need to transform. The system needs to be transformed. I saw somebody else saying what I've been saying is you can't get a big group of people together to do a, a revolution like like you used to be. Um, it's not going to work, and it won't work, by the way. Not not like in the old days. A bunch of pitchforks and some muskets ain't going to do it. But if you gather together in small groups of like-hearted, like-minded people with a clear objective and goals and an order of operations, knowing who does what, where, for how many cookies, and you're taking care of each other and supporting one another, by God, that works. That works. And I urge you to do that. I urge you. We're going to be getting some of that going in the awake space in 2022 with the system I designed that can get me my doctorate of education. I'm still toying with whether I'm going to go get the doctorate or not because I've done the dissertation. I've done all the research. I have all the case studies. All I need to do is jump the hoops and take the classes. But I don't know that I want to make the effort to do it because I don't know that I care about that. I don't know. I haven't made up my mind. You can follow along with me on my journey as I try to make that decision. Um, I might. I might do it. We shall see. We shall see. I'm very proud of it, though, because it's helped a lot of people. So, and it'll help more. I don't know that I need a doctorate for it to help people. It might add credibility, I guess. That might be the only reason to do it. But um, the thing is, I know it works. I've watched it work, and I'm proud that it works. So, anywho... That's the moon in Aries, thinking about ourselves. It's okay to think about yourself. I know you were trained not to. I know you were trained to think about whatever everybody else wanted. and Thinking about yourself made you selfish. You know what's selfish? Being a martyr. Needing to be that good person everybody likes. And then wearing yourself out tell you you're, you're, you're you know there's nothing left inside that's kind of selfish doesn't sound like it does it people say oh they sacrifice so much yeah but did you do it to be good and that was just who you were or did you do it so you got noticed you know what was what was the deal on that you know so it's important to to know that stuff so you got to know why you're doing stuff. And I'm not blaming you if you're the person who has overgiven. I've been that person who who did things not because I necessarily wanted to, but I felt obligated and I didn't want people to dislike me, which was selfish. It was selfish. It was selfish not wanting people not to like me. That was a selfish thing. That was performative. I wanted to look good. I wanted people to like me. I was younger. And then I married somebody who was completely performative and like got his rocks off by having, you know, the community be all in love with him, you know. 
and just needed that external validation all the time. And that's honestly what broke me of it because it was annoying. And I realized I did the same shit. And I was like, oh, for God's sake, knock it off. You know, it broke me in a good way, in a good way, you know. Because I was like, oh, Lord, I do that too. That's projection. It's driving me nuts. So I need to put up some boundaries. I need to think about how I feel and what my energy levels are and what I can contribute and how I feel about what I'm doing. And it's hard when you were raised with narcissists or sociopaths. It depends on the term I... I had one verifiable sociopath in my life and other things. And so, you know, you don't want to be like them. So you want to be good. You know, some people rebel by being bad, right? I rebelled by being above reproach and, and God, that almost killed me. And so it was kind of lucky that I ended up, you know, with somebody that, I projected my anger about what I did onto me, onto them, and then went, wait a minute, you do that, you need to knock it off, right? Ah, the moon in Aries has me rambling today. But yeah, think about that stuff. Think about that stuff. So in the next segment, I'm going to talk about classic astrology versus what they're calling traditional or Hellenistic astrology and kind of set the record straight because I know a lot of young people are running into Hellenistic astrology and the narrative that has been written about it isn't exactly truth. Okay. So, uh, we're going to look at it from an anthropological position and set some of the records straight and I just want you to know, I think the research was fantastic. And from an intellectual level, I think it's a great place to look at. And yet, um, I'm going to argue most people don't want to do the depth of study necessary in classical astrology. And we're looking for shortcuts that were very predeterministic. And if we want to evolve, <laughs> we need to look at things differently. So, da, 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 time for the next episode. Or not episode, next segment. It's time for more coffee, too. Okay, let's talk about classical astrology, which is what I practice. Classical, mundane astrology, and progressive evolutionary astrology. Those are the two branches of of astrology I focus on. Most of the time in private, I also work with esoteric astrology, but nobody's ready for that right now. So we'll get to that later. And then we've got this thing that's really popular now that people are calling traditional astrology, but it is not traditional. Okay. It's just not, um, Project Hindsight was started in 1996. I know because I was a young astrologer when it got started, and it was very exciting from an intellectual study point of view. However, it is not traditional because it hadn't been used in a really, really, really long time until they translated those scrolls. And from an anthropological point of view, that culture has not existed for a very, very long time. And you might be really good at translating language, but language is fluid and based on cultural practices. And as much as there is a Greek culture today, the ancient Hellenistic culture does not exist in its totality. Dun, 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 dun. So you can't call it traditional. You can't. You can call it Hellenistic. That's accurate. But you can't call it traditional because honestly, you know, 1996 wasn't that long ago. Okay. So they make fun of a lot of classic astrology or calling it modern. Modern astrology as if modern is bad. Um, modern isn't bad. 
modern is modern. We live now. I prefer evolutionary astrology as a field of study, but you still need to learn classical astrology before you get to evolutionary. Because you need to understand the basics of astrology. And when you boil it down, that's not that different. You got to know the planets, the signs, and the houses. Now, one of the reasons Hellenistic astrology became popular was because of the use of whole sign charts. Whole sign houses. Which I just don't find accurate. 23 years ago, as a young astrologer, I played with 14 different house systems. And I basically decided to land on Placidus because it's just more accurate. It's more accurate for natal readings. It's more accurate for predictive work, for horary, for mundane. Um, That's how I do all the forecasting is using mundane astrology. And mundane astrology was not in favor when I was a young astrologer. In fact, the, the, the powers that be in the professional astrological community did everything they could to squash it. I swear to God, if Ray Merriman hadn't been so uh, tenacious, we might not even have it around because he wouldn't stop doing it. He was like, no, you guys are fools. Um, but... Uh, My teacher, my original teacher, was like, you know, if you want to be a good astrologer, you need to learn all of this. Because it all matters. And um, I was like, it's a lot. And he was like, well, if you want to be good at this, this is what you need to do. And um, I've always risen to that challenge of if you want to be good at it, and why would I do something and not be good at it? You know, I've never understood that. So... I was like, all right. And you don't start good at something. You have to learn how, by the way, for all of you. But I'm a perfectionist. That is a fear of success talking. Perfectionism doesn't get you anywhere. Okay? It's anxiety. It's anxiety. Deep breaths. You learn from mistakes. You learn more from mistakes than you do from getting it right the first time. I spent years looking for the perfect bread loaf recipe. Years. I started baking bread at nine years old because I love bread. And in 2008, 2008, at 39 years old, I found the perfect recipe. It's the artisan bread in five minutes a day book. Ha 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 ha. Their second book is even better. Uh, oh my God. My world was complete. I found joy that I hadn't known I could experience as the bread dough glurped like a living monster being in the bowl. Oh, it was amazing. It took a lot of half okay bread loaves to get to that loaf. It was the most perfect, round, miche you can imagine. It was so beautiful. I'll never forget that that loaf of bread. And some scents didn't turn out because I, I was adapting the recipe, so some of those didn't work out. I had to try again. It's how you learn. Let go of the perfectionism. If you're studying astrology, it takes time. I don't care if you're older than me. I don't care if you're the same age as me. I have been doing this since I was 25 freaking years old. Just like I've been working on websites since I was, what, 30? You know? You do something for a long time, you get good at it. I've been baking bread all of my life. I've been a crocheter all of my life. I'm good at these things because there's time and practice. So if you're young also, if you're younger than me, some of the wisdom that I drop is based on life experience. Not that you don't have it. You do. You have your own. And it's some of you, man, you drop some pearls of wisdom that are delightful. But you get to do more of it the older you live. That's what those Saturn returns are all about it's cranking the wheel of wisdom oh gosh i'm feeling sassy with this moon and mar uh, moon and aries
Oh, do you hear the birds? And the donkey. Oh, it's always a good sign when the donkey calls out. Yesterday I had a flock of parrots fly over. That was pretty cool. Um, look, squirrel, she says. I'll just amuse you today. Make you laugh a little bit. So, no, Hellenistic astrology is not traditional astrology. It is intellectually fascinating. You can use perfections if you want. Um, I find them generally accurate, but I find the most accuracy comes in learning transits. And if you want to learn about transits, take my Living by Luna class. Join my Patreon at the Living by Luna level, and you will learn about transits. We start with the moon. It's the most causal anyway, and it's the, it's seriously where you're going to be the most accurate. It just, just is. So, there's that. We had a great class on Sunday. Both Cosmic Surfers and Living by Luna were just fantabulous. So, there's that. And uh, I will have an announcement for the Cosmic Surfers soon for that tier, for people who want to join that. I have come up with a cunning plan. A cunning plan, I tell you. If you've ever watched uh, Black Adder, (laughs) you can laugh with me. Oh, what a silly woman. Okay, so again, classical astrology has its roots in um, medieval and, um, well, renaissance into medieval astrology, as well as it goes, it goes back. You know, they just couldn't say where it came from because it was a lot of oral tradition and a lot of, you know, there were written items. Um, but people like me have a lineage of teachers and it was taught person to person to person and it was gatekept very hard. You know, it was gatekept very hard. And there are reasons for that. There are reasons that a lot of astrology was gatekept and I see those reasons as a young astrologer I thought no this should be open to everybody and now that I see people get a little bit of knowledge don't think they're an expert and go out talking about shit on social media I'm like oh that's why they were gatekeeping because somebody who doesn't have a well-rounded knowledge of the subject is just spewing bullshit that's why that's why that's why it was gatekept And so I could spend a lot of time defending astrology or I could just give you good astrology. That's why this is going to be a short segment. And we're going to move into talking about what the rest of the week is going to look like after the moon in Aries. Okay, because it doesn't just stop after the full moon because once the moon is full, she slides into Taurus. And that is also some crunchy dunchy stuff. Crunchy dunchy. So let's talk about the crunch and what you can do about it and how you can be liberated with this energy. It doesn't have to be horrible. It does not. It can be liberating. So we'll talk about that in the next section. But I think we're going to do a patron shout out first because we got a whole bunch of new people. Let's go celebrate them. Already, my favorite part of the podcast, my very favorite, the patron shout outs, because without you, this podcast doesn't happen. Oh my gosh. So we have a bunch of new people. We have Erie, we have Melania, we have Zach, we have Susan, we have Sarah, we have Natasha, we have Angie, we have Emily, we have Jennifer, we have Krista, we have Alexis, we have Nicole, we have Daniel. Or sorry, Danielle, we have Rebecca, we have Sharon, Marissa, Becky, Tara, John, R.E.G., the Magical Misanthropy, uh, Denise, Michael, Jen, Susan, Alyssa, Aaron, It's Grace, L'Oreal, Jacqueline, Rosalie, Jordan, Courtney, Alexis, Susie, Laura, Catherine, Andrea, Luis, 
Eli and Kayla. Big shout outs to everybody there. We have uh, some good stuff going on in the Discord. uh, Making fun of the East of the Rockies action. That has become a rallying a rallying cause um yeah so uh yeah shane is uh talking about in the prep thread we've got a prep thread it's not a crazy place the prep thread is where we talk about how we're we're preparing regionally and testing out things people see online so right now people are testing uh, the terracotta pot kind of uh, little oven thingy. So people are doing that. Uh, Sarah's working on her garden with her husband and family. Sarah Bear. I've been enjoying her posts. Uh, Eileen16 put in the uh, clay pot refrigeration, which seemed interesting. I went and watched that video. Uh, again, there's a lot of gardening talk. People are doing some indoor apartment gardening. We've had, uh, you got to really scroll up because we've got some uh, good stuff in there. Some links for products on um, different, you know, like grow lights and, and uh, generators and you know, we've been going at this for months and months, getting people ready if they're on the East Coast or on the West Coast, depending, Midwest, depending on where they live, um, looking at what they need. Uh, news headlines is always fascinating. We've got um, people talking about things. Uh, we're watching the real estate market. We're watching the financial markets. I think we're going to have some news come out probably Wednesday about China's economy and we're talking about that looking at the crypto looking at the crypto it's never financial advice for me I don't know enough about crypto to give you advice about it but I've noticed the trading patterns based on the lunar activity and so I just kind of say okay this is my best guess of what it's going to do I've been running pretty accurate I'd give myself maybe 75 80 percent on my crypto predictions um I got some, I've got some skin in the game. I don't, I don't ever do anything that doesn't work for me, but don't, don't like take me like for super serious on that. You got to do your own due diligence. Cause again, I'm not a financial advisor. That's not what I do. I'm a philosopher, a metaphysician, an astrologer. I'm not a financial person. Um, I, I give a good best guess on that. Um, Oh, gosh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, a lot of you have been bugging me about a book list, and I finally did it, and I used Amazon links, okay? Um, So they are affiliate links, to full disclosure, but all of those books are books I've read and used and know for sure that work. I will never just link products. That does, it's not that kind of website. So if you go to my blog, you will see the 10 best beginner books. And then I'll make a list for intermediate and then um, some advanced stuff. It's pretty mind-blowing. So I won't do that one for a little bit. But um, the intermediate stuff is always harder to find. And uh, that's why I like to teach in that space, that bridge between just beginning, you know, and you got your basics down, and where do you go next? That's what I like to teach. So, but those beginning books, I've got kind of do that. It's like more like from the beginning, beginning to advanced beginner, early intermediate stage. So, oh, anyway, I'll talk about this next thing on the the next segment, but um, we'll talk about that moon going into Taurus because I think you need a heads up on that because I think we're going to hear some pretty crunchy financial news on Wednesday and I think it's international trade I really do so we'll get to that now next on the Awake Space Podcast so 
I've talked about the T-square of boom, telling boom in the face. Talked about the Aries full moon. It's a lot. It's a big release. We know it's explosive energy between the late night of the 19th into the early 20th. And then hours after the moon is full, about six hours after the moon ingresses into Taurus. And from the moment the moon is in Taurus, it is squaring Saturn on an approaching square. This is instability when it comes to um, land, uh, real estate, I will say labor because Saturn is the people um, when it's in Aquarius. Um, and it's the people on all sides. So it's just, it's not the power brokers. Um, so it is, it isn't about politics. So it isn't about left and right. It's just people who see themselves as the people. And, um, so you'll see people being squirrely because that's what happens. Um, when the moon is in Taurus these days, squaring off with Saturn, Saturn is direct. We may see a sizable earthquake that day. Uh, not necessarily in California. I have to run the chart again. I'll let you know. If I see something for the West Coast, I will let you know. My family lives in the Pacific Northwest. I live in Southern California. My Part of my family lives in Southern California. I have friends in Northern California. Trust me, West Coast, I got you. Okay? You don't have to be worried. I'll let you know. Um, somebody always has to panically ask me, but what about us? And I'm like, you know what? If I see it, you'll know. I'll tell you. Trust me. I, I got you. I got you. Cause like, I don't like that shit either. All right. I just happen to like the sunshine and I cannot do one more year of no sun. I couldn't do it. I had to move. Coffee is golden. Coffee is good. Um, so the 20th is just a really volatile day internationally, um, seismically, natural occurrences, natural events, crazy weather, um, all over the place, all over the place. It's not just the U S it's all over the place. It'll be very strange weather, um, unseasonable weather. So it could be really cold. It could be really hot. It could be um, like looking down south, like Australia and South America, South Africa. You know what I mean? The continent, not just the country. Um, You're looking at possible fires, really weird weather from the moon and Aries. And then maybe some seismic stuff or landslides, things like that. It's not my not my favorite couple of days. There's just a lot of energy there, um, and then the next day, let me let me draw this chart up. And you're used to me like hemming and hawing while I do that because sometimes my software works quickly and sometimes it does not. So let's just take a look at October twenty first, twenty twenty one. Get the right year. Um, Let me take a look. So around like 4.30-ish p.m. on the 21st, let me pull that up. Yeah, so actually around 3.34 o'clock p.m. Pacific, the moon will be conjunct Uranus. So you could look from about noontime Pacific, which is 3 p.m. Eastern to, you know, multi, you know, six, seven, eight o'clock at night, either on the approach or the separation of that conjunction. We're going to see some seismic activity really possible. Um, Looking at this chart, I'm thinking it's maybe off the coast of Mexico, off the coast of Peru, maybe Chile, um, or Alaska. Maybe, maybe. Um, it's, It's... certainly interesting um i don't see it doing a lot of commercial damage so i think it's offshore and then uh we've got um 
we're in historic times because you know Saturn and and the North Node are still trying. It's a it's a it's a separating trine, but we're in historic times, you know. So there's just going to be a lot of stuff going on. I think we need to watch out for some more oil leaks and stuff. But uh, that's kind of what's going on. That's kind of what's going on. Everything is direct, I believe. Let's look at what's going on right now. I believe Mercury's direct. It is! Mercury is direct. Thank the gods. <laughs> Not that it was horrible. The Mercury retrograde wasn't the horrible part. What was really horrible at the beginning of Mercury retrograde was Mercury square Pluto. Personally, that sucked. <sighs> it'll happen again, but it'll be so much faster because Mercury won't be slowing down and stationing retrograde while square Pluto. That bit. That bit the big one. It can just mosey right on out of there now. Get moving, Mercury. Get moving. The cardinal signs have had absolutely enough, although <laughs> we still have more. Oh, wait, there's more. And fixed signs, you're just getting seasoned. You're just getting seasoned. You're getting ready. You gotta let go of shit. That is the lesson. Let go of shit. Let go of control because you're gonna have to anyway. Own your power and let go of control. Sounds like an oxymoron but it's not it's not i promise you it's not a lot of times we control we try to control circumstances or the world and make everybody fit into our view of what's going on i I was a lot like that if everybody just did what i said everything would be okay (laughs) doesn't work you have to really get to know yourself and let go of the lies. I started the podcast with this and I think it's a great place to continue now. We believe a lot of bullshit about ourselves. You know, I'm not enough. I'm too much. I'm too this. I'm too shy. Um, By the way, I am terribly shy. Terribly shy. Terribly shy. You have no idea how shy I am. Like, real shy. <laughs> and it's not social anxiety. I, I am socially gregarious, but I am actually shy at the same time. I am a walking contradiction. But I am shy. I am. Um, and it's not anxiety. I'm just shy. I take a minute to warm up. I just do. I'll be really quiet. I'll go somewhere new or I'll go to a social event. I'm just quiet and I observe and then I find somebody I can talk to and then I warm up and then you can't get rid of me. But uh, when I was young, oh my God, I would burst into tears. Just so easy because I was so shy. But we let people get away with it. My mom didn't let me get away with it. She forced me to be social and as mad as I used to get at her, I think she did exactly the right thing. I think if we often, if we let people get away with some of that stuff, it impairs their ability to interact. Now, I think there were better ways it could have been handled, but um, at the same time, if she would have let me be the way I wanted to be, which was a little hermit up in my tower with my books, um, I would have missed out on a lot of experiences. Oh, wait, pleasant and unpleasant. Um, <clears throat> unpleasant is necessary in life. It's not all supposed to be perfect and pretty. We didn't come here for an easy ride. And, and people all have this hallmark channel idea of how life's supposed to be and that's just dumb it's not supposed to be that way life can be really cool when we allow ourselves to just experience what is as what is sometimes it's not very fun but it passes it passes not everything stays horrible and not everything stays yippy skippy joy joy it fluctuates that's why we study the moon Moods change. Feelings change. The donkey agrees. The donkey agrees. Um, 
you gotta let go of those false narratives. Like, oh, well, I don't want to seem greedy. I don't want to seem like I'm taking up too much time. I don't want to. A lot of times people will kind of reject other people before they can get rejected. That's bullshit. Don't do that. Just don't. Just don't. I had a good friend once. Um, She was about seven years younger than me. I was in my early 30s. She was in her mid-20s. And... I met her at her house to get some information about something I was about to do and saw she had a notice up at the local store and called her and made, you know, arrangements to go meet up and have some tea and talk. And when I met her, she was (laughs) gothed out completely. It was super funny. I was in my mom gear and she was completely gothed out with like a dog collar and, you know, bold makeup and... Um, boldly breastfeeding her child back in those days people didn't and like I didn't care breastfeeding is how you feel, feed babies right um, but she did it because she never knew who was going to be a really conservative Christian and it was her filter for getting rid of people but she was really amazed because here I show up I, I'm, I'm in my mom gear I look like a typical mom and I'm not batting an eyelash. And all I could think of was, wow, you've been really hurt and you're protecting yourself and you're using this as a filter. And after we talked for a little bit, she was like, so I don't freak you out at all. And I was like, uh, no, not really. I've lived all over the world. I've known a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life. Nothing really flaps me too much. Um, you know, if you're happy, that's cool. That's what matters to your life, not mine. And um, I said, so were you expecting me to be, you know, like a conservative Christian trying to get rid of me before I ever showed up? And she goes, that's why I do it. (laughs) I started to laugh. We became very good friends. Um, I was like, yeah, no, no. I'm like, you know, I just don't let my, at that time, I didn't let my freak flag fly because it was contentious enough where we lived. Um, And I was different enough. And my mom look wasn't usually even enough to camouflage me there. And so, uh, anyway, I became very good friends with her for a long time. It was a pretty funny thing. But she did that in defense because she'd been hurt a lot. And, um, and not just by evangelicals. She'd had a pretty tough life. And uh, people do that sometimes, you know. Oh, let's talk about glamour before we end. This is a good, good moon to talk about glamour. So glamour isn't just dressing up and looking great. It's not just making yourself more appealing. You can actually use glamour to cloak yourself and hide yourself. So if you remember like in Snow White, the cartoon, the Disney cartoon, the the stepmother queen, you know, takes her potion and makes herself an ugly old beggar woman that is a form of glamour and some of us tone ourselves down oh some of us have cloaked ourselves for a really long time i can guarantee you the best readers the best practitioners the best um in in any of the metaphysical and esoteric practices uh, they're not the ones with, with boob jobs and facelifts and sparkles and you know in general there are some but most um, will often just be very plain looking Um, some of the best readers some of the best tarot readers on uh, tiktok don't have huge followings and i'm just sad about that but they're real they're real Um, i've seen some real witches almost none of them have huge followings some do Uh, but the real ones the ones that teach the real metaphysics because there's filters in place for who is accessible same here you know I could grow to a million followers and not do well in my life because most of those people wouldn't want what I have to offer which is self-actualization 
self-accountability. Very Saturnian subjects. But if you get a handle on Saturn, you get a handle on your success. You get a handle on your goal achievement. You get a handle on building a foundation in life. You get a handle on your own power and authority. Saturn is kind of like the linchpin to physical living. It's not just restriction. You know, so if you want to be successful to your own definition, you got to know how to work with Saturn. And that's why I'm teaching the Saturn return class and the Saturn through the houses workshop um, on Halloween. You guys still have time to use that scholarship discount to get yourself 50% off. Um, But you want to know how to really live your life and build a foundation. You can play with Mars all you fucking want. If you don't have Saturn under control, you're going to just be spinning your wheels. So take it from somebody with an unaspected Saturn in my chart. So Saturn just runs amok. That's why I work a lot. Although I like to. So, you know, it kind of fuels me. I have a lot of discipline. I have a lot of ambition. I used to feel guilty about it and ashamed about it. And it's really funny, I, I got um, contacted and somebody accused me of being in this for the money. And I'm gonna let you right know that this is my livelihood. So yes, yes, I do need to make money because I have bills. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I do, and I'm unapologetic about it. I've spent three decades acquiring knowledge, experience, wisdom, and I'm human and I eat. And I have rent to pay and a car payment and a dog to feed and a retirement to build that I started late on. So, yeah, 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 it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it is, not going to lie. But I also believe I'm giving a lot of good information out there, so... I am not going to apologize for any of that. And what what I noticed was that that was my my feelings. And when I was younger, that would have crushed me. I would have been soul crushed. So it was a really great way. I know I talked about Chiron a little bit ago. Um, it was the the Chiron wound on that was healed as well. That that how people view me, and I was just like, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, this is the world we live in, guys. And we're not we're not changing the system so much yet that anyone can afford to just give themselves away. And we shouldn't be giving ourselves away anyway. Not really. It needs to be mutual flow. It needs to be mutual flow. Give and take. So, speaking of, you guys are so... Um, remarkable so powerful each one of you I wish you knew that about yourselves and we get these narratives from society and these ideas that get bandied about through media and television and movies and books and school and regional ideas and beliefs because it's different everywhere we have microcultures and we buy into these narratives and we don't question them. Or we don't even necessarily buy in. We're just sold them as young people. And then we have to deconstruct them. And that's part of Saturn as well. That Saturn return is a time to deconstruct the foundation, to gain a new foundation, to construct your own foundation. And even if you've passed your Saturn return, you're still working on that through the next cycle as you head towards the second. You know, so um, that's important. If you haven't listened to the Mercury and Saturn podcast episode, which I realize isn't sexy, but it's probably some of the most important information you can listen to. Um, there are sexier subjects than Saturn. I get that. But if you want really good sex, understanding Saturn helps that too. 
because Saturn is the foundation. Saturn is the foundation. And yeah, it's Venus and Mars for sex, but um, if your Saturn's in the way, it doesn't help. So it's important, guys. It's important to know your Saturn. I'll look at doing a Chiron workshop pretty soon. Um, in fact, let me go schedule that right now. Right now. I will, as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I will go schedule a Chiron workshop. Probably maybe for December. We'll see if I can scooch it into November. Um, we'll see. I, I don't think I have a lot of time in November. But maybe maybe end of end of November. And we'll see how it goes. Thank you for listening to me jibber-jabber. Good luck during the T-square of boom and the full moon. If you're not a patron, why not? And if you are, get in the Discord if you haven't. Um, it's a great place to be. We're going to start some topic discussions. Little table topics. I'll put my Libra moon to use. Be a little hostess. Hostess with the mostest. But we'll get some fun, fun conversations. Because Casey had a request that's, that prompted a really good insight. So I'll, I'll do it. And get those going too. Thanks so much for listening. I hope this helped. Um, Don't know when the next podcast episode will be. Could be uh, Wednesday. You never know.